G'day everybody, my name is Elliot Waters and you're listening to the Disregulated Podcast. As always, thank you for tuning in. So today's episode is titled Regression and that's because yesterday we had a little bit of a mental health incident. Now, which and it's frustrating because this is probably the first sort of one, proper one, since since coming out of hospital a couple of, what was it, a month ago, two months ago. So that's a bit disappointing, and it goes to show that the fight still continues, even if there's been a bit of a lull period from my enemy, it's still hanging around. These mental illnesses are still hanging around, that is for sure. Now, all week I've sort of felt it brewing a bit around the edges of my consciousness. You know, two days ago I remember thinking, right, there is this persistent sort of supercharged feeling that I've got, and that, to me tells me that there's something BPD related going on and that's exactly what happened. So yesterday was not, to be honest today's not particularly good either. Um it's been a, f- a few big weeks and I think it's all sort of come to a head now but yeah not good I'll admit I cried manly tears and not only did I cry manly tears I did it in front of someone as well. I just want to do a little shout out to my friend Larry. Thank you mate for coming over and sitting there and just listening to me babble on you are uh, you you definitely saved what could have been a much worse situation. So thank you very much for that. And this is why it's so important to have such wonderful support, such wonderful friends that are looking out for you. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, we, there's nothing going on to do with the S word. You know, the real scary S word. Um, it was not to that extent. But you may remember an episode I did a little while ago called Siege Mentality, and I think in that episode I was talking about how I felt like the world was against me and that I wasn't getting out what I was putting in. And that's pretty much, was that, that was essentially the theme of this sort of little meltdown thing, was the fact that I feel like that we're trying really, really hard, but we're just not getting traction. And I'm a little bit worried that we're going to run out of puff before we've got some of the good wins under our belt and then we won't have the, the strength or fortitude when things do get, uh, um, not ultimately, um, considerably tougher when certain things happen. That's just the way it is. Life's going to throw up different challenges. And I'd like to have some things going pretty good in my world to use as a buffer against those sorts of negative emotions, cognitions, thoughts, and behaviors. So that's how it started, but that's not how it finished though. Now, I haven't spoken too much on this podcast yet about you know my teenage years, but I'll tell you what, that's the meat of it right there. It's the teenage years. And this teenage sort of way of thinking that I still succumb to quite often, which is all to do with self-esteem problems, insecurities, all that sort of jazz. Um, But unfortunately, there are issues that developed when I was about 16 years old in year 10 that have not gone away and have gotten worse. And yesterday sort of started as a meltdown about my current predicament and events that are happening or maybe not happening at present and how frustrating that is. But it ended up going back to around age 16, teenage, high school years, and the themes and issues that sort of sprung out for there. And inevitably, if these sorts of negative moods really take a hold and I'm not able to really push back, the longer it goes on, the more chance we're eventually going to come back to me being 16. And that's why it's so important that I get into therapy And that's why it's so important that you join the Patreon today. Join the Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Elliot Waters. $10 a month helps me get back into therapy and you can support the podcast that supports you. Anyway, enough of that. 
So, but it's important I get back into therapy because, you know, these self-esteem things, these memories from back then, you know, these high school issues, as I say in the presentations where I go and talk to high school kids about this sort of stuff, you know, it's as strong as ever, if not stronger, and you can't medicate this sort of stuff. You just can't. You can't medicate personality. This stuff is very intertwined with BPD because I think the events in particular of, of when I was around 16, really fostered this borderline personality that I have. You cannot medicate personality. You just can't, which is a real shame. Trust me, I've tried. I've tried every medication. If you haven't listened to the older episodes, I think we've trialed 29 or 30 medications now, and none of them have even begun to scratch the surface of the BPD components of my psyche because that is core fundamental personality stuff, and you cannot, you cannot... You cannot, I'll say it again, medicate personality. You just can't. But that's why it's important to go to therapy because there are things that are still holding me back in a huge, huge way that happened 16 years ago. I'm 32 and the irony is not lost that, you know, 16 plus 16 equals 32. You know, half my life ago is when this sort of stuff was going on and here we are at 32 and the same rubbish is still plaguing us and plaguing us it is and you know I'm not going to go into the specifics now because well to be honest I I don't have the ability I think to go through that stuff without crumbling again I want to try and avoid all that so maybe not no no, I feel okay today but still you know it's very raw very very um you know I've still got to work a lot of of this stuff out and try and conceptualize what's really going on before we go into the specifics because I really want to have a good handle on it before I I, uh, try and explain what's going on. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. There's the ADHD brain again. Jeez, my memory's been bad lately. My short-term memory has been absolutely atrocious. It has been so bad. And my sort of medium, I don't know what medium-term memory, let's say, you know, if someone said, hey, Elliot, you know, what'd you do last weekend? Well, I'm thinking about it now. I am really struggling to recall, and I still can't as I'm talking here. I still can't recall last weekend, what I did last weekend. I know the Cambridge farewell was, was that last weekend or was that the weekend before last? I, I don't know. It all blends into one. But yeah, memory, memory. I wasn't going to talk about memory, but oh, well, we're doing it now. My memory is absolutely atrocious and it's starting to become a worry. You know, at the start, it was sort of funny, you know, ha, 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 you know, Elliot's repeating story. Did I already say that? You're joking. <laughs> Sorry, mate. You know, it was funny maybe the first, the, maybe the first time. But ever since, you know, it's getting more and more concerning, more and more concerning, and it's really, really not good. I don't think, I don't think there's a correlation or an association between me regressing back to this negative mood state and the memory sort of things that are going on. I think the memory is doing its own thing and the, the mood's doing its own thing. But there's no two ways about it. Uh, mood disorders, let's say, like depression, um, depression and anxiety, both of them, are, are disastrous for one person's memory. Because, right, if you're really depressed, you know, in your world, your reality is just all bad. It's all bad. Your brain shuts off. It doesn't want to remember that stuff. And when you're anxious, well, it's a similar sort of thing. But I think with anxiety, I'm trying to remember, I think um, there's something about the fight or flight or freeze response where adrenaline like shuts, oh, I'm going to have to look into this, something about shutting off parts of the brain to redirect energy maybe to other parts, 
probably like the amygdala, for example, my favorite uh, brain region, which is all about um, um, sensing and and looking out for threats. So uh, I might double check that. I'll get back to you on that one. But anxiety certainly has memory issues um, around it as well. So, and BPD does too, you know, in these really high emotional states, you know, you sort of disassociate a bit. And I was doing that a little bit yesterday, you know, when the tears were flowing, those manly tears. Um, I was doing a bit of disassociating. I was like, holy geez, it's been three hours. Like, it felt like 30 minutes. Larry, I'm so sorry that you have to listen to all this rubbish. And I shouldn't say rubbish. This is this is real life. This is, and this is what I said to him uh, uh, towards the end when it was everything was a bit clearer and was sort of coming down a bit. I, I said to him that you know these thoughts that I was having yesterday about certain things, which I'll go into in the future, but related to when I was sixteen, these are obsessive. They don't stop. Go listen to obsessive, intrusive thoughts, negative thoughts. That episode is very much that sort of stuff. But you can't tell me that these thoughts aren't real. You know, people say, oh, they're just thoughts, they're just thoughts. I hate that because these thoughts, I can feel my brain feels like it's on fire, you know. There's all this adrenaline pumping. It feels like you get repeatedly kicked in the guts. Like you can't, you know, your heart's fluttering, sweating. Um, and then there's all just the, the feeling that the weight of the world's on your shoulders. And there's much more, of course. But like, And the tears, did I mention the tears? I cried, I cried, okay. I cried. And you cannot tell me that that stuff isn't real. It is as real as any other experience I have. So, you know, it's serious, serious stuff. And yesterday was a bit scary because I felt a little bit, you know, it really reminded me of those trips up the hospital. I was like, I'm in that sort of realm again. You know, I didn't fall that low, thank goodness. But, you know, and again, support networks so important because who knows if I was on my own, you know, maybe I would have taken myself up there. Hopefully not. Hopefully that wouldn't have been required, but it goes to show how important your support networks are, that's for sure. But this was real, and this was the first time since probably Ijmu in hospital, my last hospital admission. It's probably the first time that I've felt in that realm again. And I'll tell you what, I do not like the feeling. It is scary. It scares the living daylights out of me. And that was probably the main emotion. When I went to bed last night, um, my main emotion wasn't sadness or, 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 I don't know, anger or irritability or melancholy sort of stuff. It was fear. I was petrified, petrified that we were regressing back to where we were a couple of months ago because I tell you, I, I can't, I cannot, if I can help it, cannot go through some of those dark times again. I know things aren't going to be easy moving forward, definitely not, and I don't want them to be, or else where's the great achievement in that? But at the same time, like there have been some really dark days, and I'll tell you what, yesterday reminded me all all about how bad and dark those days really were. So very, very scary as I went to bed last night. And I might add, you know, I'm back here living with my family because I need to save money. Join the Patreon if I haven't mentioned that yet. <laughs> I know I have. Anyway, um, but please join if you can. Um, but my parents are away, so I'm the only one in the house, and it felt lonely. And that was really, that was, you know, the loneliness, that void I was feeling just because there was no one else at home. Like, oh, such a BPD response again. And then everything sort of split from that, you know. There's this general feeling of, oh, there's no one here. It's a bit lonely, which is just a simple thing, you know. Everyone would think something like that. But it did cascade and spiral down negatively to the whole BPD, I'm on my own, unlovable, all that sort of stuff. So, you know, yesterday was a bit of a doozy because not only – 
you know, did we fall into the sort of sadness trap, but we also fell into sort of the BPD sort of trap. And the, the OCD was a big part of it too. These obsessive thoughts have been building and building and building over the last few days. And eventually you break. And that was what happened yesterday because I wasn't able to introduce a circuit breaker to get back on top. And that's something I need to really work on moving forward as well, is that we know we're going to have moments like this. It's just the way it is, you know? Whether it's genetics, whether it's environment, who cares? The fact of the matter is these days are going to happen, hopefully a lot less frequently than in the past, but I need to be prepared for the next one. So it's now my job to try and figure out what it is I could have done better, what it is I could have done full stop, and try and come up with an action plan that is simple, ADHD said don't want too much complexity, that is simple, that's written out on a piece of paper so it's all there so I know exactly what I've got to do. A, um, well, they call it a risk. It's like a risk management plan. There's a proper name for it. Um, but And there's a really good one on the Black Dog Institute website, actually. Risk? I can't remember. Anyway, anyway, I might put a link on social media um, because it's a really good it's a really good exercise, really good tool to really get comfortable with the steps that need to be taken if, unfortunately, we succumb to some of these negative thoughts. Anyway, that is my story for today. I'm glad I got that out, got that off my chest. I'll say it again, I was crying manly tears. And you know what? I don't care because this stuff is as real as it gets. And when you've got wave after wave after wave of negative emotion just spilling over, well, there's a few options that you could do. And let's put it this way. If crying's the worst of them, that's pretty good. I can handle that. That's not too bad. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. As always, feel free to reach out if you'd like to. You can follow me on Instagram at elliot.t.waters. And you can follow the show at the dysregulated.podcast and you can support the show financially and me to get back into therapy, www.patreon.com forward slash Elliot Waters. All right, until next time, see you later.